Da. Hola, hola niña. Valeria said, oh, <laughs> she was fucking crazy. And I was like, mm, no gracias. <laughs> uh, oh, and then I, I was telling her that I saw one where there was it was a little boy and he was like in the restroom. The door was open. He was like, good night, good night. Oh, and he was I like think... saying like good night to the, the air vent. Uh-huh. And he's just like, good night. And she's like, who are you saying good night to? And then, like, she points at the camera. And then, supposedly, in the TikTok, it says, like, if you focus, you can see, like, a hand or something. You can't see shit, dude. It's just, you know, but she does zoom in on the thing. And the little boy's like, I don't know if he asks or she asks and he answers who he was talking to. Mm -hmm. But he just, he was just saying good night to the fucking air vent, dude. That's that's crazy. The whole kid away. Dude, that was shit. I mean, but it's like we've talked about. It's like, (sighs) you want to be, like, encouraging. But, like, if it's happening while you're there and, like, I what do you do? Like, it's fucking scary. Like, it would freak me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, like, an air vent or... I don't know. Like, well, in the little girl, it's like a dark room. You mm-hmm. know, like, I, I feel like that makes it scarier. Like, if you're going to tell me, like, oh, so-and-so visits me at night or I have, you know, whatever, it's, like, daytime and I can at least, like, it's not as scary. But if, like, with the little girl or the little boy where it's, like, happening in real time and it's, like, they're waving at a dark corner or a fucking air vent kind of thing, I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, then, I mean – Imagine you flick the lights on and then you actually do see like a little ghost girl like just run behind the couch or something and no. disappear or just some crazy shit like that. Fucking that's nuts, dude. I don't like it. Yeah. I didn't realize you were already recording. Yeah. Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And if Michelle keeps us in, we were having a conversation about some kids, some videos we saw on TikTok. I've been having some more paranormal ones pop up, so I've been, like, trying to watch them so, like, more of them come out. But, uh, yeah, there's some pretty crazy stuff on TikTok. Uh, In other news, today is a deep dive, and I guess we got a little bit inspired. Craig, I promise you, (laughs) our next deep dive, we're trying to get this right, so we want to have all the info, so that's why it's taking so long, but... It will be, and I promise you, it will be our next Next, deep dive. It it is for sure. I just didn't want to put the, I kind of feel the pressure of of doing it because there's so much information and it's like kind of true crime also. Yeah. Um, So I also want to be kind of like sensitive to to that um, because real people lost their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just, I just want to do it right. And Technically, this month was Eric's turn to, to, <laughs> to do it. So yeah, and and I felt like when I knew that because I think we had talked about it being possibly this this next one, but then when it was like me having to do it, I kind of freaked out and I was like, I feel a lot of pressure to do this one, and I don't want to mess it up. And I felt like Michelle should probably do it just because she has a little bit more. Um, listen to enough podcasts yeah. about it <laughs> yeah so i was just like uh so then when she told me uh when we we're recording last week she was like uh we had i guess we had talked about fairies or whatever and she was like oh we should do fairies and i was like yeah that sounds like a good one so then we started do- i started doing that and i just like 
got there was a lot of info so i got super overwhelmed also i was like oh my god this <laughs> it's not better oh, this is not yeah i mean i'm sure it was i'm sure it would have been a lot worse uh or for me to do the heaven's gate but uh the fairies there was a ton of information and that was just on wikipedia yeah you know i still i still went on another website a couple you know a couple a couple other websites to look up um different kinds of uh, types of fairies and stuff like that um because surprisingly the wikipedia didn't have like a list of them so uh yeah it was it was a lot of info uh i thought i was going to be able to get it usually i can get one done in like an afternoon or less than like maybe a few hours this one took me a lot longer than that and like at the end we were actually supposed to record this episode two days ago but because i didn't finish on time uh we're recording it now so uh Hopefully it is informative enough. It's got it. I it has a lot of information. Um, but before we jump into the deep dive, uh, as a matter of fact, the day that I was gonna start looking up the info, I was uh, walking into work, and I I shit you not, like I was. They have the new patient that I'm at has a chain link fence, right? And I was as I was walking past the chain link fence, like I could hear. I could hear like if something was moving along the chain link fence, like, you know how if you grab a stick or a thing, like yeah. or your finger and you just start dragging your yeah. finger along, like as I was walking, like I could hear something like dragging like that. So then I turn around cause I was like, cause I had just seen the, the, the patient's grandfather walk into the house. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I thought maybe he was like on the side of the house or something. Or I, I don't know if I had seen the neighbor like just barely walking into his house or something. So I thought maybe that was it. So I turned around, you know, thinking I was going to see somebody, but there was nobody there. So I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, hmm. And then so I get to the patient's house, like I get into the house and, you know, I'm taking doing my thing, tank, taking care of my patient, doing what I need to do with him. And all of a sudden... At some point during the night, uh, I was doing something, adjusting something on his head, and all of a sudden he has a crucifix over his bed, and I just like the the crucifix kind of just like I hear it move on the wall, like it no. like if it kind of lifted off the wall a little bit, <laughs> and I, like I but I I didn't I didn't bump the wall with with um with the bed there i mean the only thing that i can think of maybe is there is a refrigerator roughly on the other side of the wall so maybe if somebody like slammed the the refrigerator or or pushed it or hit it or something it might have you know caused it to do that but i don't remember anybody being there and i mean you could hear it because yeah you know it's on the other side of the wall you know I, but all i heard was the 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 crucifix kind of just like Boom. Like it just like I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Like yeah, yeah, as if it like got lifted and then like fell back onto the wall. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um that both of those things happened that same night. Um and then well, I mean that night I, I was I started typing up, you know, looking up the information on the face and the fairies, which is what I don't know if I said that, but that's what the deep dive is today. Yeah, Um and then and this isn't weird because it, it's happened since I've gotten there. But for whatever reason, like there's always little lightning bugs or fireflies. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess we call them lightning bugs down here, but uh, little fireflies. Uh, but the one, not the, well, I guess these light up too from the back, but it's the ones that have the little light on the, like it looks like eyes. 
that have yeah like uh you know how oh, there's some that... yes i know which ones you're talking about okay yeah so yeah so those but this one was like flying around and light lighting up and stuff so i was like oh my god i'm typing up stuff about fairies and it looks <laughs> like there's a fairy in the room right now but but i mean like i said those bugs have been there since i've started working there this yeah week, this past few weeks so um that's not really that weird it was just kind of like a, it, you know it reminded me of that but like i said those two things that happened like right before i don't know if it had anything to do with that or if it was anything else i hadn't really had anything happen at this place um the only other thing is maybe i don't know if it was last night or the night before <clears throat> i was sitting there i was getting kind of sleepy but i didn't really um but I, I didn't fall asleep but out of like out of the corner of my eye i almost i almost saw like like if the or because I, I heard something again like if the door had opened or like if somebody was trying to open the door and then all of a sudden and so i like i snapped over like my my eyesight just snapped over you know to the to that area because the grandfather had told me about this one nurse i guess that had fallen asleep and like he like they opened the door and they walked in and they like unfortunately unfortunately for that nurse they recorded him sleeping and the guy never woke up like that's how like knocked out he was um so like when i start like feeling really tired and i start to doze like i get really paranoid that they're gonna walk in and see me like dozing yeah. and they're gonna get upset even though it's like i'm not asleep but i mean i'm tired you know what i mean like you're like especially like around three four in the morning it, it's when it really starts to hit me um but yeah so i heard the, that sound and i kind of look over at the at the the door and i and i didn't see anybody but then i kind of look uh back at my ipad or my telephone i don't remember which one was on at the time but like out of the corner of my eye like i almost saw like this um shadow like just figure like it didn't have any kind of details it just was just like a black mass mm -hmm. yeah standing kind of in the door and then i looked i like i turned back to look but I mean, when I looked at it directly, I didn't see anything and I didn't get scared. It just, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, when I looked at it directly, I didn't see anything. It was just out of the corner of my eye when I kind of saw this like black mass standing there and then I turned around and there was nothing there, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, those, are the, the, I mean, I've only been there for a couple, like a few weeks. So, um, and I haven't really felt anything crazy um but i don't know those are the only few things so far that i've had happen to me while i'm there it's like just give it time they'll start showing themselves soon enough yeah maybe hopefully not i guess yeah for but for the sake of content hopefully <laughs> hopefully <stuff doesn't> <laughs> yeah but, um yeah i don't i don't know why the the uh chain link fence thing kind of got me a little bit more than i mean the crucifix is a little creepy too but it's just the way it was it was real creepy it's like because like i literally as, as as i was walking you could hear the the like if somebody was just dragging their finger or dragging something across the chain moving along the chain link fence and then as soon as i stopped to turn around like as soon as i stopped walking the fence stopped like as well and the thing is, is like, it's like, I'm not walking next to the fence. So it's not like I'm bumping, up against there's, it. there's a, like a good, 
three feet, I guess, more or less, or two and a half. Yeah, I would say about three feet from the curb to the to the fence. And I was walking, you know, along along the curb. Mm. You know, I wasn't I wasn't near the the fence. So it's not like my backpack was dragging along the fence and that's why I heard it or I've been carrying my umbrella with me because we're we've been supposed to have been raining and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, my, my umbrella wasn't dragging or anything like that. It was just really weird. It did like that did creep me out because I was like, what the fuck? Because like I said, it stopped as soon as I stopped walking. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was pretty creepy. I bet. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to get into the deep dive um, or the, the reason why I wanted to get into it. If you didn't hear last week's episode um, was because at, at the beginning of last week's episode, I kind of was like, let's talk about that one experience that we had. And we're like, what could it have been? Like, I've never seen any type of UFO like that. And then we're like, well, maybe it was closer. Like, what if it was fairies? Because it had that like Tinkerbell vibe. So I was like, Hey, why don't we do a deep dive on fairies? So now we're here. Also, before we continue. Uh, so I know we touched upon this last week, but I do want to apologize for the episode going up so late. Uh, I got, I got busy when Michelle gave me the the file. So it took me a little while to, to get it on. Um, I don't think it's going to be going up at midnight. It's probably going to be going up a little bit after, but this next one should hopefully be up before you wake up Wednesday morning. So for those of you that listen at midnight, I do apologize, but uh, yeah, it'll probably, it'll definitely be up before um, should be up before three for sure. (laughs) But yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Yeah. So let's get into this. So what are fairies? So fairy or fae or fae or fae or fair well, folk or fairies. Talk about that it's different like spelling. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to get into. So <laughs> it's fairy or fae, F-A-Y, <clears throat> fae, F-A-E, or fae, F-E-Y, fair folk or fairy. Um, they're all mythical. They're, they're mythical beings or legendary creatures found in folklore throughout many different European cultures. Hence the different spellings. Um, they can be found in Celtic, Slavic, Germanic, uh, English, and French uh, cultures or, or you know folklore. So that's why uh, there are so many different uh, spellings for uh, or different names, I suppose, for um, fairies. Usually, they're a form of spirit described as metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural. I was like, what's the difference between supernatural or preternatural? And I feel like it's kind of the same thing. But anyway, uh, fairies don't have a single origin or and are more of a collection of folk beliefs from very different sources. Uh, many theories about their origins have fairies cast as demoted angels or demons in, in the Christ- demons in, in the Christian faith, because the Christian faith loves to do that. Well, I guess most most religions, but uh, uh, deities and pagan belief systems, which is would be like in the Celtic, uh, in the Celtic faith or you know pagan beliefs, and as spirits of the dead, as prehistoric prehistoric precursors to humans or as spirits of nature when i read that part about the prehistoric precursors to humans 
I was like, I got all giddy because um, it kind of reminded me of Assassin's Creed. But I mean, I'm no. assuming Assassin's Creed has like, I mean, they the lore incorporated yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I got all like, ooh. <laughs> so, so the term fairy has sometimes only applied to magical creatures that have a human appearance with magic powers and who are known to be tricksters. While other times it has been used to describe many magical creatures, such as goblins or gnomes, as well. Fairies were a very common feature of the Renaissance in, of Renaissance literature and romantic art, and were especially popular in the UK in the Victorian and Edwardian eras. Fairies are also uh, fairies also became a canonical part of Celtic heritage in the Celtic revival. Yeah, I feel like the only thing that I ever really knew about you know fairies or the fae it was just yeah that they are tricksters and they are super mischievous and um there's like always this huge warning of like don't piss off a fairy and i know that we had uh tanya that that time that she mentioned that her grandmother said like don't don't mess with the plants or don't pick the flowers or the the leaves or something like that or else Mm -hmm. you'll piss off the the fairies yeah um and yeah, that's that's kind of like not all I knew about them, but I guess the only thing that kind of stuck or how I um, remembered them. Yeah, well, I mean that is definitely a thing. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it more mm-hmm. in a little bit. But so yeah. some of the, I mean, we, we have to also hit on the history. I feel like that's part of the deep dive. So. Yeah, let us get into that before we start talking a little bit more about specific types of fairies and, and whatnot and their characteristics. But um, so some of the, like we mentioned before, the term fairy was sometimes used to describe any magical creature, while other times it was used to describe only a specific type of ethereal creature or sprite. Um, the historical origins of the fairies uh, ranges from various traditions in Persian mythology to European European folk- folklore, such as Bretons, Welsh, Cornish, and Gaelic, um, Irish, Scots, and Manx. Manx. Mm-hmm. Germanic peoples, Middle French, medieval romances. Um, and it wasn't, I'm trying to remember, I d- didn't write this down, but they were all... It wasn't until much later that people kind of gave them the wings and that they looked like tiny humans um, once they started being painted or depicted, I guess. But um, according to Bartholomew? Yeah, I, th- I think it's Bartholomew the Her- Herbola. I, I think it's French, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. <laughs> According to what Eric just said, fairies were influenced by the Paris of Persian mythology. They were angelic fi- figures from pre-Islamic Persia as early as the Gamended Empire. They were usually pictured as fair, beautiful, and extravagant nature spirits with wings. The Paris may have influenced early Germanic and Eurasian settlers. The similarities could have also been attributed to the shared mythology. In the Middle Ages, fairy was used as an adjective to describe anything enchanted. Uh, And then later on, it just kind of became a generic term for um, 
lots of creatures actually in the late Middle Ages. In the Elizabethan era, elves and fairies were used interchangeably. Like I had mentioned before, it wasn't until quite a bit later that um, people started giving them a specific appearance. Um, But they're said to have, or to look human, um, with magical powers, of course. Diminutive fairies, or small fairies, have been reported throughout uh, centuries. They range from tiny to the size of an actual human. The fairies can change sizes magically, going from tiny human and to human size and vice versa. Uh, I had actually never heard of that before. But well, this is, this is going on. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, one of the, uh, I guess, stories where I heard of fairies was uh, a min- not midsummer night's dream by uh, william shakespeare mm-hmm. and i think when when uh, i forget i honestly forgot like the this exact story but there's like this big old party thing going on and there's a bunch of like mythical creatures and stuff i believe and the there's fairies there and they're all like the size of like humans i believe if i'm not mistaken hmm. if i remember it correctly it's also been like almost <laughs> 20 years yeah. you know since i was in high school so well, uh, on the Orkney Islands, fairies are described as short in stature. They are dressed in gray, and they sometimes are seen wearing armor. In some folk, and those islands are, uh, I believe, close to Scotland, if not like off the coast, of, like you know, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some fo- folklore, they even have green eyes, and they're sometimes seen wearing shoes. Other times, they're barefoot, and wings are common in the. This is what I was trying to say, and I couldn't remember. Wings are common in Victorian and later artworks. So yeah, it was it was the Victorian era that then I guess is when they're given their more traditional appearance that probably ninety percent of people see them as or know them as. Um. Wings are actually pretty rare in most folklore, and typically they flew using their magic, either perched perched or ragwort stems or riding on the backs of birds. That reminded me of Thumbelina, but he mm-hmm. has, what is he, on a, is he on a bird? Yeah, isn't he, was it a hummingbird? I don't remember. I, I actually literally no, saw wait. it. Was oh, it, it was a bee. Was a, a bat? Oh. I think it was a bee. I'm thinking of Ferngully. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he had wings and he could fly, but he's still, I don't know, I guess maybe the bee could He was a lazy fuck. Oh, <laughs> that too. my bad. Um, yeah, so he, he wrote a bee. Um, modern depictions show fairies with dragonfly or butterfly wings. This is the origin of the fairies. So modern fairies don't come from obviously a single origin like we've mentioned already a couple times uh the term is a combination of different elements from various belief sources in ireland the a sheed uh which means people of the fairy hills have come to a modern meaning meaning somewhat inclusive of fairies so um in the in scandinavia in scandinavia it elves are also they also served as an influence for fairies uh, a lot of folklorists and mythologists have a um, have various depictions of fairies. So, uh, a lot of times they were either the unworthy dead, uh, children of Eve, a kind of a demon, 
I feel like, well, I guess it's like, I would think more like Lilith instead of Eve, just because, you know, Lilith was supposed to have been like the first wife of, of Adam. And she was like evil and shit, apparently. Yeah. Um, A species of independent humans again, which reminded independent, I'm sorry, independent of humans. So not humans, like just something else, an older race of humans, which is the one that kind of was like, Ooh, um, and fallen angels. So the demoted angels, again, in the Christian faith, fairies were classed as demoted angels. In one story, um, a group of angels revolted and God closed the gates of heaven I was kind of, I was thinking this was like the story of like Luce, how Lucifer became a. Yeah. But I don't think so because um, I guess hell uh, it already exists. And I feel like hell, uh, unless, I mean, I don't know like exactly how the whole thing happened. So maybe hell already existed before Lucifer, you know, revolted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the angels inside the gates of heaven remained angels. Yeah, see, so those in hell, so the angels in hell became demons. And then all the angels that were kind of caught in between uh, heaven and hell Mm -hmm. uh, became fairies. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess there was angels and they're going between heaven and hell and on earth and shit like that. And when the shit went down, God was like, shut the shit down. And he closed the gates and whoever was caught wherever they were became demons angel or remained angels or you know became fairies Fairies. interesting yeah some also wrote that angels that weren't quite godly enough but not quite evil enough for hell were thrown out of heaven and again became fairies that would be me (laughs) (laughs) i am a fairy i think that would be us this is true um this explains a tradition of except i don't have blue eyes i mean green eyes this explains a tradition of paying tithes in hell. So fallen angels, although not quite devils, could be viewed as subjects of Satan. So that that's another thing is a lot of times they were, again, uh, because either they, they were in hell or could be like, I guess, maybe go travel between. They, they were seen as uh, subjects of Satan. Um, and the King, King James I in his dissertation, uh, Demonology stated that the term fairies referred to demonic entities that prophesied to consorted with or transported those individuals they served. So like I'm assuming witches or wizards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, In England's uh, theosophists circles in the 19th century, a belief in the angelic nature of fairies was reported. Uh, Devas were said to guide many processes in nature and resided in the sun. So sun angels. Hmm. Uh, so some of the processes that they were said to be involved in were like evolution, the growth of plants and uh, other things like that. Uh, earthbound DeVos included elementals, nature sprites or spirits, fairies, and they are described as being in the form or, or col- of colored flames about the size of humans. <clears throat> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, I think it's Wait. Sir. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The that they're described as being seen in the form of of colored flames. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that's about the size of a human. Never mind. I was like, I mean, it's kind of, but thinking about like what we had seen, but I mean, it wasn't 
one, it wasn't full human sized. So, mm-hmm. and two, it was, I mean, it wasn't a flame. It was just more of like a comet tail, I guess. It had. Yeah. I'm literally just trying to find, I'm like, what the fuck did we see? Like, I, <laughs> I want answers, damn it. Yeah. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in his book, <clears throat> the, Be- the Coming of the Fairies, the Theos- Theosophic View of Fairies, reported that Theosophist E.L. Garner compared fairies to butterflies. He stated that they were the link between the energy of the sun and the plants here on Earth. He described them as having no clear-cut shape, were small, hazy, luminous clouds of color with a bright nucleus. So, it's like, think Tinkerbell. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Tinkerbell, when, like, you, like, um, when everybody, like, the kids and stuff are seeing her, because a lot of times, or, like, when they're seeing her from far away, because... Yeah. When she's far away, she's just like this little ball of light oh. that's moving around. And then mm-hmm. it's not until you zoom in or you get closer or whatever that you see the actual little figure. Yeah. So <clears throat> another origin of fairies were demoted pagan uh, de- deities. Uh, at one point, fairies were thought to have been originally worshipped as deities such as nymphs or tree spirits. And obviously with, a, with the Christian church growing in power, uh, reverence for these deities continued, but they were not perceived as being as powerful. Uh, many of the deities of older folklore that were not approved of were re- repurposed as fairies in Victorian fiction. So this happened, I know, in Ireland, I believe, when like the church started coming to Ireland. A lot of people in Ireland were pagans and mm. had a lot of pagan traditions. But then once the church came in and they started kind of like, um, I guess, kind of taking control of the kings, a lot of the king, some of the kings were actually had... Um, I forget what they're called, but they had like uh, these pagans that um, kind of like what pr- like the priests or the bishops and stuff like that were to the kings. Okay. Uh, dude, why? Like I have the word on the tip of my fucking tongue. Um, not guides, but like. And I feel so stupid right now that I can't think of the word. But anyway, so they kind of had them like as i guess spiritual Ugh. type guides like uh, you, you you know what i'm trying to say yeah but now i'm not and and literally because they at, well, we're watching game of threat well the new was it like house house of dragons or whatever yeah kind of like their right hand or like their yeah mm-hmm I and know. I bet you, like, once we stop talking about this and somebody's, like, screaming at us right now saying, it's this! And, yeah, Because I do that all the time on podcasts. <laughs> but <clears throat> trust me, guys, when you're recording, words tend to not come to your head. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, that they had basically had that. And then once the church came in, obviously, the church started kind of getting in the ears of of these kings and they started to leave. That's why here uh, it's it says here that they the, – these deities started to lose their power because people started like converting to Christianity and mm. didn't pay so much attention to uh to the fairies to the fairies or well, that, you know that's a whole thing and like Peter Pan especially in the theater it's like you have to say that you believe in fairies because mm. if you don't believe in fairies then they're gonna die and yeah at least when I've seen Peter I Pan do believe in fairies yeah I do I do they make the whole crowd say do you believe in fairies yeah exactly that's hilarious sorry. Yeah. <laughs> continue just had a moment yeah um so fairies were also considered demons in the 17th century it was recorded that in christian belief that all fairies were cast as demons 
this became more popular with the rise of Puritanism. So think the Scarlet Letter. These were the same people. Like they were just, you know, Puritanistic. They mm. no drinking, no sex, no nothing. You had to be devoted to God. Um, the, and then, despite that, they were some of the most judgmental people. Um, I'm just going to stop there. Uh, the hobgoblin was once considered a friendly household spirit and was later classified as a wicked goblin because of this. Uh, dealing with fairies was considered a form of witchcraft. And if you were suspected of dealing with fairies, you could be punished for it. So again, going back to this other thing that we had mentioned uh, about uh, them being demonic entities that prophesized. So supposedly, I guess they could be like familiars for these witches or, or wizards or whatever and uh during that whole puritan type uh era you know if you were supposedly if you dealt with fairies and you could be you know i guess burned at the stake or whatever for mm -hmm. witchcraft breathe the wrong way and you burn at the stake yeah no shit if you light a candle and don't people don't see the you know the candlestick and just see a flame or some shit you know maybe they think you're Dealing with fairies. Was that you? What the fuck was that noise? You heard that? I don't right? know. Yeah. I don't know if it sounded like it was over here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the laptop. I'm not sure. Maybe a fairy. Right. So 37, 38, somewhere yeah. around there, just when yeah. you listen back. That was weird. That was. Um, watch it not be oh, in the audio. Oh, dude, that would be crazy. <laughs> if you guys I heard it, hear, yeah, with my headphones on. Yeah, I heard it in my headphones too. I thought it was like a way that you were breathing or something, but no, no. I don't know. I thought it was maybe the laptop or maybe the cat, but I heard it like here. Did you it kind of almost sound like a buzzing or like a yeah, like a yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we'll have That's to go weird. back and listen. Uh, so they were also spirits of the dead. So another belief is that fairies are spirits of the dead. This belief was also common in various folklore myths. Uh, Diane Perkis observed that people who died an untimely death and left unfinished lives became fairies. Uh, one tale states that a man caught by fairies would stare at the fairies and would... Uh, they would appear as one of his dead neighbors. This theory is among one of the most common, although there are many who have expressed doubts about this. Another um, origin of fairies is hidden people. So there's an outdated theory that the fairy folklore evolved from folk memories of a prehistoric race. Aliens. Me. Uh, not quite. I would think more like along the lines of... Um, uh, like Cro-Magnum and uh, like just uh, what what are the other ones? The ones from that movie. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That cartoon, that kids movie where like Crudes. Oh. The movie Crudes. I forgot what are they? Neanderthal and then oh. Cro-Magnum. 
Um, but this would be like even more advanced than that. So newcomers replace previous bodies of earlier humans or humanoid people, and the memories of these defeated races developed into modern concepts as fairies. So iron is considered a charm against fairies because a cultural memory was formed where iron weapons uh, were used to displace people with inferior weapons made of stone, bone, or wood. So basically... I guess you could even think of like the barbarians fighting against uh, the Romans or something like that, where mm-hmm. like they come in, they fuck up the barbarians because their weapons are, you know, inferior to theirs. And then in like, then those people or the memory of those people are kind of turned into like fairies or, or goblins or ogres and shit like that mm-hmm. rather than what actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so in the 19th century, archaeologists found underground rooms in the Orkney Islands that we talked about earlier that oh, yeah. resemble the Elfland described in the fairy tale Child Roland, which gave even more support to this theory. So, yeah. So they found this place and they were like, oh, this kind of sound. This looks like exactly like this place or, you know, this place in this fairy tale. So mm-hmm. that like kind of made them think even more. Oh, these were fairies. Yeah. Flint arrows from the Stone Age were often associated with uh, fairies as elf shot. Uh, Their green clothing and underground homes showed that they needed these things to hide themselves from humans, and their magic was said to be uh, needed to combat the superior weaponry. Uh, In a Victorian tenet of evolution, mythic cannibalism among ogres was attributed to the memories of more savage races practicing alongside superior races of more refined people so again like i said like the barbarians against the the romans or i guess in the anglo-saxon area uh, Era? yeah just yeah that kind of thing is what like the memory of those people like got transformed into like them being ogres or fairies or mythical creatures Whatever. Mm-hmm. and then the last one here are elementals so there, there's a theory that fairies were an intelligent species different from humans or angels so para paracelsus or para paracelsus was an alchemist uh classed who classed gnomes and sylphs as elementals they are magical entities who personify a specific force of nature and have power over that force so fairies are said to be spirits of the air. You forgot another one, uh, and it's aliens. Oh, <laughs> no! I I and I have brought this up or like mentioned it um, in a previous podcast where or episode that we did, where back in this day, you know, because there's the whole like changelings and people disappearing and um, mm-hmm. things like that, where before we knew aliens it was fairies like we were blaming fairies for like these abductions or like people Mm -hmm. going missing and now in like more modern times we're not calling them fairies like now we've you know it's aliens that are doing this but they're Mm -hmm. just like the same thing but back in the day different times yeah exactly and nowadays they're called aliens so uh and and speaking of the going missing and whatnot um when we were talking to joseph last i'm pretty sure it was joseph who mentioned that show missing 411 Mm -hmm. um about that show how like people will go missing and there's like no trace of them or if you you know do find them 
you know, their shoe is like up on this cliff that there's no way it could have gotten up there, you know, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, fairies have also been accused of like some of these weird disappearances, basically. Um, hmm. But also aliens have as well. So <laughs> you have that again, like connection, I guess, to, to yeah. fairies. So what can you do? To protect yourself from the fairies. And what can they do to you? And what can they do to you? So some ways that you can protect yourself from the fairies are um, cold iron. So we are talking about iron just a second ago. Um, charms of rowan trees. And they're considered sacred to fairies. Uh, various herbs. You can avoid areas known to be theirs. Um, like fairy rings. Have you heard of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a random patch of like flowers or like dead grass kind of thing uh that's considered a fairy ring and you just stay out of there because that's how you get that's how you go missing and that's how you get transported supposedly is through these fairy rings so don't do it um you gotta avoid offending them and apparently it's a really easy thing to do so (laughs) just don't uh and then wearing clothes inside out you can, uh, or bells in general, so church bells, uh, also help. And Sealy Court fairies may use bells on their horses to protect themselves from unseely court fairies. And we'll get into what Sealy and unseely are, uh, a little bit in a little bit. Um, just but just going just to talk about this a little bit um it's kind of funny because um they sell bells for your motorcycle i mean obviously this is uh it's just to sell a bell but supposedly the purpose of the bell is to um like protect your motorcycle uh from uh, not goblins gremlins Mm. so gremlins are <clears throat> like yeah like in in airplanes uh if something started to fuck up or something happened mid-flight or whatever they would blame it on gremlins mm-hmm. so the purpose of putting the bell on the ground uh, on the bike or on your motorcycle is to keep gremlins from fucking with your um what's it called uh your engine or your any any having any issues with the bike and supposedly when you see a pothole that's uh from you know, a gremlin falling off of a motor, a motorcycle because of the bell and causing the, you know, the pothole or the crater in the, the street. That's cute. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I know of like, you know, the airplanes, like I said, but I didn't know motorcycles have their own lore and whatnot to them. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mom, when I, when I got my bike, mom bought me a, an Aquarius bell on my, for my motorcycle. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. I don't know. You have to show it's me. On, it's on my bike. Yeah. You're supposed to try and put it as low as possible, mm. but like my bike is really low to the ground, so I kind of have it like midway on my bike. Yeah, yeah. Well, bells, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can also use Saint John's Wort or a four, four leaf clover. Uh, in Newfoundland, bread. Newfoundland. Oh, in Newfoundland, that's right. In Newfoundland, bread is a popular type of protection. Which carbs? Give me all the carbs. Um, On the the other hand, in Celtic folklore, baked goods, cream, and butter are all traditional offerings. That I I am aware of. 
cream because I remember thinking it was weird. But if you're going out to a fairy haunt, it's customary to put a piece of dry bread in your pocket. I want to know what a fairy haunt is. Like, is that just a place where you can find fairies? I, fairies um, I are said, think like yeah. a ghost, like a haunted house, but like a house haunted by fairies. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. In County Wexford, Ireland, in 1882, it was reported that if an infant is carried out after dark, a piece of bread is to be wrapped in its bib or dress, and this protects it from any witchcraft or evil. I wonder why bread. No clue. Which, again, is weird because in the same Celtic, like, Ireland is part of, like, that whole Celtic, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but and in in their baked goods are offer an offering. Maybe so, if it's like dry bread, they'll want to stay yeah. away. Yeah, well, maybe because that that's another thing that you're gonna like that we're gonna go over is there's a lot of things that are supposedly like charms against them, but at the same time not like again the whole bell thing like the sealy court fairies having bells and stuff so Hmm. yeah well a cox crow is also said to drive a fairy away but this is another contradiction kind of thing like we're talking about other tales state fairies keep poultry will-o'-the-wisp can be avoided by not following it it is a flame that, yeah, I was like, what the hell is Will-O-The-Wisp? But it's a flame that can be seen typically over swamps, bogs, or marshes, and it causes travelers to get lost. So, like, swamp gas? Yeah. Sounds uh, similar in appearance to La Luz Llanera. Yeah, remember when we talked to Martin? Uh-huh. And he, he talked to us about La Luz Llanera, the, the, the flame, the one that we, so we thought that maybe Hugo had seen as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what it, when I heard that's of it. this, that's kind of what it reminded me of, except that one kills you. Um, although I guess it could, yeah, could make you get lost too, but it sounded very similar to that to me, mm. which would kind of make sense because, I mean, I don't know how old La Luz Llanera is, but a lot of Irish did come and fight with mexicans against the u.s so maybe probably yeah no well that guy was he came later i believe but um i do believe i mean maybe that's where this you know la luzianera came from uh you know from the will of the wisp someone brought a fairy with them yeah yeah uh Avoiding paths that fairies travel on is also a good way to protect yourself. Just don't be there, Mm -hmm. basically. (laughs) People have knocked corners of their house down to avoid fairy paths, which that's insane. But other houses have been built with the front and the back doors in line so that if needed, both doors could be left open so that the fairies could pass through during the night with no issues. Can you imagine? I mean, it'd be super nice to be able to live in a time where you could just leave your doors open and not have to worry about getting murdered. But anyway, <laughs> knowing the was well, probably also one of the only ways to keep the house cool and or you know let breeze in through the windows mm-hmm. before ACs. 
Uh, knowing the name of a fairy could be an insult or could grant powers or gifts to the user. So it kind of sounds like a demon. Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, that one too. So some things that, that fairies can do to hurt people or mess with people. Um, and this this first one, this is 100%. I, I'm dealing with a fairy. So tangling sleeper's hair into fairy locks. I always wake up with so many tangles, but that's mostly just because I move around too much and drag my hair all over the <laughs> pillow. But uh, stealing small items and leading tra- travelers astray, um, any form of sudden death was attributed to a fairy kidnapping. Uh, consumption or tuberculosis was also blamed on fairies, making young men and women dance at revels every night, causing them to waste away. So EDM concerts, right? <laughs> Imagine a fucking just fairy like DJ with the headphones, like yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, fairy forts are not to be touched because even cutting brush off the fort could uh, be cause for death. So they go to zero to hundred real fast, real fast, real fucking quick. <laughs> fairy trees such as thorn trees were dangerous to chop down. Um, one thorn tree in Scotland was left alone for 70 years, even though it prevented a road from being uh, widened. Um, and typically birth deformities were also blamed on fairies before advancements in medicine. So science. <clears throat> science for the win. So some classifications of fairies are troop fairies, which are trooping fairies which they appear in groups or form settlements, which trooping groups, you know, or solitary fairies who do not live or associate with fairies of their own kind. Um, Though just the fairy in general can be used in a wider sense to describe things such as dwarves and elves in Germanic folklore. Uh, Seely court, which is what we talked about a little bit earlier. uh, They're more beneficially inclined, but still dangerous. Uh, they are part of Scottish folklore, and they like to play harmless pranks on people. Um, unseelie, unseelie court, uh, or the fairies that are part of the unseelie court, are mo- more malicious. Uh, they like to bring harm to humans for entertainment, and they can, uh, and both can still be dangerous to humans if insulted. So even if, like, even though the seelie uh, court are more docile, n- n- yeah, nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do insult them, they can be dangerous. Uh, so scholars have cautioned against these kinds of classifications. Um, classifications varied widely between research researchers, according to Dr. Simon Young, uh, who was a British folklore historian and says that it doesn't reflect old beliefs because people back then didn't structure their experiences as we do. So like now people like have all these different classifications back then it was just a fairy was a fairy was a fairy and you know which is why it kind of like was a broader term i think a lot of the the newer stuff or like the newer names for different fairies uh is a newer thing i guess because people i don't know if it was maybe just because people when people said oh fairies they ended up like they were talking about different things you know what i mean in different areas so this kind of like was more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so changelings. That's what I was the, talking about. Yeah. 
there's a lot of lore about fairies being changelings and uh and staying in place of stolen humans they're they're said to steal babies uh and live in their place or replace elderly people as well so people uh they can also take the form of animals in scotland it is very common for fairy women to take the shape of deer while witches become mice hares cats uh gulls or black sheep so yeah yeah okay no go ahead i was just gonna say that like the changelings that for babies specifically i actually didn't know about the elderly people Mm -hmm. um but yeah like if your baby was fine and then all of a sudden it just starts crying and crying and crying and crying people would be like that's a changeling and sometimes just get rid of the whole baby because it cried forget yeah. that maybe it has colic or something uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay yeah, i was gonna say if they did, if they formed some sort of like deformity after like birth or any kind of illness that was different from the way the baby behaved prior to that like mm-hmm. you said they were they were it was considered that they were probably taken or kidnapped or swapped out for a, a fairy. There's actually um, well, a, another podcast, super popular podcast. Actually, the very first one that I started listening to when I was getting into podcast called Lore. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Um, with Aaron Mankey. And yeah, his, his stuff's always great. But it actually, some of his episodes got adapted into he made a tv show too Mm. um and change changelings was one of them and yeah it was i mean basically it was like this woman who just uh fuck call her like a feminist and wouldn't you know was like no i'm not gonna do what you say and they're like changeling she needs to die Uh, (laughs) so that's crazy yeah but very very uh i'll just promote that i guess podcast lore it's also a TV show, like I said. But anyway, so let's get into, I know we've been talking about legends, but more specific legends of fairies. Um, and the first one is the, the legend of Nakshagona. And if I am pronouncing that wrong, don't come at me because I probably am. But in order to frighten a farmer who was who pastured his herd on fairy ground, a fairy queen took on the appearance of a great horse with the wings of an eagle and a tail like a dragon hissing loud and spitting fire. Then she would change into a little man, lame of a leg with a bull's head and a lambent flame playing around it, which all of that is I'm like trying to imagine and I'm like, what kind of clusterfuck of a being is that? Like, it's so random. So, so random. Yeah. But um, in the 19th century ballad, uh, Lady Isabel and the Elf Knight, the Elf Knight is a blue beard figure. Is blue beard a thing? I think so. I just didn't look that. I didn't like look that one up, but I can look at it real quick. Uh, uh, just real quick is a French folktale uh, the most famous surviving version of which was written by Charles Pirlet. Uh the tale tells the story of a wealthy man yeah it's it's a it's a French folktale ah okay so the elf knight is a bluebeard figure which bluebeard like Eric said is, is essentially a folktale um, and Isabel must trick and kill him to preserve her life the child ballad Tamlin reveals that the title character, though living among the fairies and having fairy powers, was in fact 
an earthly knight. And though his life was pleasant now, he feared that the fairies would pay him uh, as their... Tined or t- uh, tithe. Tined or tithe to hell. What is a tined or tithe? Uh, like, um, like, you know how in ancient Egypt, when people died, they had to pay Anubis to be able to oh. cross in, or, or when you go to hell, you're, or, I guess like earlier too, like we were talking about the, that the fairies would pay their, their, like a tithe in hell to be able to be like subjects of gotcha. uh, Satan. Okay. Now it makes sense again. Oshin, one of the characters in this legend, is harmed not by his stay in fairy, but by his return when he dismounts. The three centuries have that have passed catch up with him, reducing him to an aged man. That would suck. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I want to say this is either in kindergarten. I want to say it was in kindergarten, but I remember our. our teacher talking to us about fairies and fairy circles in kindergarten really yeah and talking to us i don't know and i don't know why we were talking about this but she would she told us about how or maybe we were reading us she was reading us a story um but we did talk about how um like if you ever like went into a fairy circle time passed a lot slower for you inside the fairy circle Mm -hmm. and time outside the fairy circle passed a lot faster so what kind of like interstellar like with the whole relativity yeah. thing like it uh time was different so you know when they go to that waterland that that planet that had all the water and the waves and stuff like that they were only down there for like a couple of hours or a few hours and you know by the time they got back up to the the space station or whatever that they were flying around in uh Years the guy had been up there for like 23 years or something. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being so heartbreaking in the, the movie. Yeah. And then it broke my heart. I just, I literally just watched the movie last night because I don't, because I oh, heard really? the music on a TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to watch Interstellar. And then when he says that he, like, when she tells him, you should have slept, and he goes, yeah, I did a couple times. He was like, I just gave up on you guys coming back. I was like, oh my God, dude. I, I don't know what I would, I probably just would have put myself to sleep and never woken up again yeah kind of like what matthew or what's his name uh matt damon's character had done um yeah but i remember her telling us that and dude after that i was fucking terrified i was like well how do i know what a a fairy you know a fairy ring looks like or how do i know i'm gonna get in i won't get into one because like the last thing i wanted was to like go in there and you know be in there for a little bit and then come out and fucking 14 years to have passed that's why i'm like i'm surprised that she would say that to like a group of small impressionable children like yeah well like again going back to to tanya and and bill when i said uh yeah that's what i'm gonna tell her her grandmother said that i was like yeah i'm gonna tell my child that too and she's like uh don't (laughs) because that was traumatizing (laughs) i was like fair point fair point (laughs) yeah but um but yeah, I mean, some some other legends is um, that it's common for fairies to use their magic to disguise themselves, but fairy gold is something very unreliable. The gold is used for payment as real gold, but the it later changes into a pile of leaves or gorse blossoms or gingerbread cakes, which I wouldn't be totally mad, um, <laughs> and or other equally worthless items. 
Well, I mean, it would. You, I'd be pretty mad if, like, I just sold you a horse and you paid me a bunch of gold and then it turns out to be ginger cakes. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, man. well, yeah, but at least you can eat the gingerbread cakes versus, like, a pile of leaves or flowers. True. So it's not completely worthless. Unless they don't taste good, then it's worthless. But... <laughs> Uh, English poet and painter William Blake claimed to have seen a fairy funeral where a procession of creatures the size of green and gray grasshoppers bear a body laid out on a rose leaf. Oh my God, this is so sad. Which they buried with song and then disappeared. There are said to be omens of death. Can you imagine seeing a tiny little fairy funeral? And then dying afterwards. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, Although, that would suck, but. Yeah. I don't know how, because this story he supposedly, or, you know, he, he told the lady, like, uh, have you ever seen a fairy funeral? And she was like, no. And he goes, I have. And then he goes on to describe this. So I don't know how, how like, far after the fairy funeral he died, but it's said that they're usually omens of death. So I don't know if your death or the death of a loved one or deaths mm. of somebody close to you it yeah. didn't really specify but yeah yeah so so there 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 are different types of, there are a fuck ton of types of fairies like like i said the wikipedia had a couple and a, for some reason i'm not sure exactly why but in the wikipedia page there was mostly uh irish and scottish um types or lore yeah folklore but there are i mean like we mentioned earlier there's also ger- like german folklore with fairies scandinavian uh, or slavic um and french as well um but this first type are the tuajedanen tuajedanen um they're a race of supernaturally gifted people in irish mythology they were the main deities in pre-Christian Ireland. Uh, modern tales refer to them as fairies. Uh, in ancient times, they were considered gods and goddesses. So think uh, like the Norse gods, like mm. Thor. Actually, Tyrannus, I think, was the god of thunder in Irish Irish mythology. I, I could be I wrong, know. but I think it was Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Rex. Celtic god. Yeah, it is Tyrannus. Saurus Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the god of thunder in Irish mythology. You're and, supposed to laugh. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the your lame joke that I had to cut because it's inappropriate. Oh, uh, well. Goodness. Um... So they were said to have come from islands to the north of the world or other sources in the sky because the world is flat. (laughs) Uh, When they were defeated by otherworldly beings and ancestors of current Irish people, they were said to uh, be retreated to seed or fairy mounds where they lived in popular imagination as fairies. So yeah, they were these Greek or Greek. These Irish gods were defeated by mortals and other beings and aliens, maybe. <laughs> and uh, they were basically banished away to fairy mounds, and that's when they became, uh, you know, fairies. The Ishi, 
spelled A-O-S-S-I, gotta love Irish, Ireland, the Irish language, uh, is a term for super, a supernatural race incomparable, comparable to fairies or elves. So the Tuajedanin are is she basically. So think of it as all scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or bourbon. All bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Same shit. That's so weird. Huh? That's so weird. Why is that weird? I, no, I'm just... How it could be like classified that way, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. It just seems... But it's like the same yeah. as a, not all witches are Wiccan, but all Wiccans, Wiccans do are witches. Witch- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I, I tried to find a way to, like the way that this is supposed to be pronounced properly. And I kept not getting, so I think it's just Sith or Seath. Or I don't know if it's she. It's either she, Seath, or Sith. So the Scottish Sith one of those things uh are or slong slong not slong <laughs> oh slong ma or, or the good pe- or that's that means good people are said to be middle nature between man and angel so i guess kind of like um what was it in greek mythology um demigods mm, i guess basically yeah. uh they're also demons were also said to be middle nature. So, you know, are, and also intelligent with light changeable bodies, kind of like condensed clouds best seen in the twilight. And their bodies are so pliable that they were able to disappear as they pleased. So just kind of vanish into thin air basically. So <clears throat> I didn't put this, I didn't put this in here, but I want you to tell me when I finish describing this, what this reminds you of. Okay. okay. And if you get this, you're horrible. What? I'm sorry. If you don't get this, you need to. Go ahead. So brownies, right? Mm -hmm. They're uh, how? Well, you already know. Well, I know what a brownie's supposed to look like, but go. Okay. So they're household spirits or goblins come out at night and help homeowners with household chores or farming tasks. The homeowners must leave a bowl of milk, cream, or some other offering by the fireplace. It's just kind of like Santa Claus. Um, They're easily offended and will leave the house if they are insulted or taken advantage of. They are very mischievous and will punish or prank lazy servants. Uh, They can be malicious if angered. They're ugly, brown, and and their skin is covered in hair. Uh, They can turn invisible or take the shape of cats. They're always naked or dressed in rags. And if presented with clothes or, or... or a, if a homeowner attempts to baptize them, they will disappear forever. What does that remind you of? Is it a Mexican cryptid? No, it's not. Okay, you. well then, me? <sighs> no. <laughs> Let me I'm see. so disappointed in wait, you. Wait, wait. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Are you a fan of Harry Potter? Oh, a Dobby? Yes. Oh. I don't know how you did not immediately I think guess of Dobby. Because I, I honestly thought that we were going into like Mexican folklore and I was like a Nahuatl or something, but no. uh, Dobby. It is Dobby. You're it's right. basically Sorry. Dobby. 
It I is. mean, just not the appearance, the appearance, but um, everything else. I mean, because the other thing too is, I guess I forgot to put this in there, but and I don't. I tried to look for it again later on, but I couldn't find where I read it. But they said that when they're presented with the clothes, oh. like I said, they'll disappear forever. But it said that it's either because they are happy with the gift and they'll they'll leave, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how if if with a house oh, elf, if you gift elf. them, yes, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but there's also like, I don't know if it's just a, a different version or or what. But another part of the lore is that if you give them the like clothes or whatever it's mm-hmm. not that they're happy and they leave it's that they're insulted that you gave them this and they will leave hmm. so again there's some contradictions and stuff like that so yeah so the alvin uh they're water fairies found in ponds in the netherlands uh they don't ha- huh i was just thinking of um the name of the guest that we had who also had a podcast where she almost drowned or her boyfriend almost drowned. Mm. Um, but then she, I think she lost her ring or he lost a ring or something like that. So it yeah. was almost like she, they paid a price in order for him to be saved, saved kind of thing. But I'm trying to remember what it was that she felt it was, but I, I guess it yeah. wasn't. It was in, it was in, I heard think hers was in Germany. So yeah, they're they don't have wings, but they can fly in bubbles, uh, and they travel on the wind. So going back to like the whole, uh, was it um, the stems or you know flying on animals? They okay. that they don't necessarily have wings, but they can fly. Uh, the, their main home is the river, the river Elbe, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, and they're they're very small, and they can shift into otters. Oh, it's cute. Very cute. The Ashrays, they're also water fairies, but these are water fairies from Scotland. Uh, they can be mistaken for sea ghosts because they have white bodies and look like they're in their 20-somethings, male, or then they could be male or female. They're, they are nocturnal fairies, and if sunlight hits them, they melt into rainbow-colored pond water. So basically an oil uh-huh. slick in the, yeah, in the water. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, a bollypog, I'm sorry, a bollybog is an ancient Irish fairy. It's covered in mud. Uh, it's very ugly, and it protects peat bogs. <clears throat> um, Banshee. Yeah, so Banshees are also considered fairies. Interesting. Um, yeah, because I believe we talked about this on, on the... Deep dive. On the deep dive. Uh, so if you want, go check that whole episode out. But it, it talks about the, the sheets, the fairy mounds, that mm-hmm. that's... I think that's part of the like where they've said they're said to come from. So they're also considered fairies. Um, dryads dwell in the trees, preferably oak. So I think I've talked about this before, and I don't know that that tree that at grandma's house was an oak tree, but I distinctly remember when we were kids, we were playing outside as one did when we were children, because you know, it was the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, we were outside in the backyard and I took off a like a little like twig from the tree and I shit you not, dude. I saw an eyeball. What? Where I pulled yes, an eyeball like where I pulled off the, the like twig? the little twig. Yeah. 
like it, it kind of like stared at me like you know how in um hocus pocus like the, oh, the, the book, book has the eye yeah yeah and it kind of just like looks around and shit um that's kind of what i felt happened like i pulled off the twig and i saw this like little eye just kind of like move around and look at me and i fucking freaked out and i ran away and then when i came back and i looked in the same spot there was nothing there anymore what the fuck why are you you just now sharing that with me no i feel like i have mentioned it in one of the other episodes i I could be wrong i don't think i've ever i don't know how that would because i'm like astonished right now i feel like i would have remembered that but (laughs) Yeah, I don't I, remember you telling me that, or I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Which you're in my ears, so I don't know how I can not. But yeah, that's I didn't know that. I will say, like speaking of like oak trees and and fairies and whatnot, uh, there is a a tree in front of Sasha's house, our cousin. That mm-hmm. the moment that like the first time we ever went to go visit and we pulled up. I was like, that tree is magic. I don't know what like and, and she's got tons of trees, oak trees and other types of trees all on her property, you know, also big and stuff, but I'm like that one, like I feel like at night, if you look closely enough, you're gonna see fairies just dancing around inside it. Like it's just that's how magical it is. And I don't I know it was struck by lightning at one point and it somehow oh, it like somehow survived. I think like maybe a part of it kind of died off, but it's still because she thought they were going to have to cut it down, but it's still alive and, and well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, man. There's some trees. All trees are magical, but like there's some that are just like extra magical. And like there's for sure fairies in in this tree, I feel like. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> just wanted to share. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's fucking crazy, though. I mean, maybe it does have some sort of magic if it was able to survive. I know, yeah, because usually it like burns it down to the roots and they die. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, this this tree, like I said, I don't know what kind of tree it was to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, which where which one was it? Uh, the big one in the front, or was it in the back? No, it's it was in the back. Like it was. It was one that we used to climb. It was off to the left? Or you're looking at the, like, kind of against the fence? Yeah. uh I I know exactly which one you're talking about. I I couldn't tell you what what kind. Uh, And the, it was a Nyx, the thing that we were talking about. Oh. From the grill. Yeah. Yeah. From the previous episode that I referenced. Yes. It was a Nyx. That was episode 20 with Rue. Rue. Well, I mean, maybe yeah. in you said Germany, right? I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. I think they're Germany, stationed they're in Nix. Germany or something. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, in Germany it's the Nix, but in the Netherlands it's an Alvin. Maybe could be. Yeah, because like I said, the Ashrays are water fairies in Scotland. So there you go. Uh, and there's the Celtic, Slavic, and uh, Germanic. Germanic lores. Yep. Uh, so yeah, banshees, dryads, heather pixies, or more spirits. These are a type of their type of pixie fairy. Uh, it has beautifully delicate and translucent wings, like the fairy prince, whatever from Thumbelina. Mm. Uh, they live in the moors of England and Scotland. Uh, the Irish sea water guardian. It originated on the Isle of Man, 
is it's small in stature. It's sacred to sea god Manon. Surrounded by greenish blue light, guards the Irish seas. He floats on eggshells or surf on uh or surfs on Irish seashells. That's cute. Uh, si- try saying that three times fast. <laughs> Irish seashells, uh, turning st- uh, during storms, and they're more active during sea storms. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, guys, like I said, this is only like a few snippet of. Yes, they there are a shit ton of fays and fairies, fairies and fays, um, that you can find. It's it's insane. Like, yeah, those are literally only a few of the ones, like the first ones that I started to look at. Mm-hmm. There's some called kelpie. Like, I'm just gonna name some more. I'm not gonna go like in full detail with them, but there's some called kelpies, uh, lady of the lake. Uh, mermaids are actually or mer people are actually considered um, fairies. Um, nymphs, pixies, salamanders. Uh, not I don't think like salamander the like salamanders. So like, I just real, real quick. This one's mm-hmm. a type of fairy most commonly known and seen as a fire elemental in magical workings. Salamanders appear as fiery lizards, and they're associated with the element of fire, obviously, <laughs> and are known to aid in workings of passion and revenge. Hmm. The Selkie, Eurisk, uh, water fairies, um, Will o' Wisp, and yeah, that's the the rest of that list that I was looking at, but. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Like, but but again, like mer people, I didn't really consider them fairies. But again, fairies at one point were just it was a blanket term for any kind of enchanted magical creature and stuff. Mm. So, well, I went on to Reddit as I usually do, and I'm I'm gonna read a a couple of experiences. What ended up happening was one one story caught my eye, and then in the comments, someone else put their encounter, which was also amazing. So I wanted to read that one too. And I kept scrolling, which I probably probably should have just stopped at that point. But then I found another quick little story also or experience from someone else that I think you might find intriguing, hopefully. But um, so, yeah, I guess uh, it's by the first one is um, first one is by Healthy Opposite. And it's Fay Encounter? Question mark. And then, like, the sub uh, topic is flying humanoid. <laughs> um, so I was watching some documentary where Faye were mentioned, and it made me think of this weird experience I had, like, 10 to 12 years ago living in uh, northwest Florida. It's not a story I share a lot because it sounds completely ridiculous. But uh, if someone told me this happened to them, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, sure. But I'm sharing it now because I'm curious to see if anything about my experience rings true to other Fae encounters or lore. And if not Fae, then what else? And that's how I am feeling with these stupid lights in the sky that we saw. I'm like, it was not fairy. What the fuck was it? Somebody tell me. So it was an early afternoon slash late morning during the summer. And I was standing on my porch, which was about seven plus feet off the ground. After watering my plants, I see what I thought was a large wasp flying towards me from the wooded area next to my house. 
It was flying fast. This whole encounter happened pretty quickly, but the closer I got, it started to look more humanish. Like the first thought were what I first thought were uh, the wasps antennas started to look more like small human arms and legs and and it's gold, not yellow, not brown, gold. I also had the impression that it was fleeing from something. I can't really describe its face other than it had large eyes because it was, and which like, I didn't really like because now it's like making me think of the eye that you saw in the tree. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can't really describe its face other than it had large eyes because it was looking behind it most of the time. And again, it all happened so fast. So it was like flying away from something. So it just kept turning its head back, trying to get away from whatever it was. So he couldn't quite see the face. When I say large, I mean unnaturally large, almost too big for its face. Oddly enough, I can't remember the color either. Then it flies into my cheek. And it kind of bounced off and it kept flying. It looked back at me at for a split second and then passed me again, as if it were being chased by or trying to get away from something. Then it looked forward and flew to the next closest tree that was maybe about four feet away and literally disappeared into the tree, which even more so reminds me of the experience that you just said. Like, oh, mm. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I really don't think that you've ever said this story before, or I don't, I don't know how I wouldn't remember it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was gold, so I would have seen it if it were crawling around on the bark, but it was like it melted into it and it was gone. I was left just standing there kind of like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> With an odd feeling like I wasn't supposed to see that. I got goosebumps just now. Um, there was something strange about that house slash property. Even my boyfriend, who's pretty... Uh, who's pretty skeptic remembers that a house is being an odd place. But yeah, like I said before, if anything about my encounter hits close to home for anyone, please let me know. So again, like I said, and then I kept scrolling and I got this other experience and or encounter someone had. And I was like, Oh, got to read that one too. So this one, unfortunately I can't say who it's by because uh, I, I guess these had gotten deleted at some point mm-hmm. or something. So it says deleted. Um, but the encounter is still on there, so I'm going to read that. But if you want to find it, it's under the, that uh, Healthy Opposites post. Uh, so this one says, I shared an encounter on here once, but it was an old Reddit handle. I was in my 20s and dating a guy that loved camping and hiking like I did. We took a trip to visit some of his friends in Kentucky. The couple lived on 150 acres in the middle of Daniel Boone National Forest. Hmm. The quote unquote road to their house was a graded one lane drive that meandered through deep woods. Neighbors were few and far between. And she actually shared a photo of the place. um, And I'll have to send it to you, Eric. Um, But it looks magical. Like you would see fairies. I have to. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. So when we got to the house, I felt like I had reached some sort of haven. They lived, and this is, I would love to live here, sorry. They lived in a cleared part of the land. And the men, the man built log cabins for a living and had built theirs. They lived entirely off grid with no electricity, uh, a generator for emergencies, a wood stove, and water piped in from a crystal clear creek that flowed from the cave on the property. The cave, that sounds horrible. I mean, okay, being like off grid and having to do all that, but like, I think I'd probably like to live there for a month. As like an escape kind of thing. Yeah. And then 
I'd be nice to go like be there for like a week. A month. Like in like I would go in the spring and the fall and then summer be like fuck that. Granted, I don't know what winter and summers are like in Kentucky. Maybe they're not like Texas hell zones. I don't know. Was it wasn't Jason uh, Jason uh Joshua stationed in Kentucky, Oh no, Montana. Montana. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Um, so the entire area felt magical. The cabin was surrounded by the woman's garden and they grew all of their own fruit and vegetables and flowers were everywhere. The yard was generous and cleared areas were filled with lush grass. I mean, they go on and on all that to say it looked fucking magical. And like I said, I will show you the picture and I'll, you know, probably post it on the, on the post as well. Um, we were stretching from a long drive and the woman was showing me her gardens. The bed closest to the edge of the lawn area and to the tree line had all all kinds of things planted. I listened to her speak about everything she grew and canned, absorbed by her enthusiasm and the sweet Kentucky and her sweet Kentucky accent. Out of the corner of my eye I saw a huge insect hovering around my shoulder height. I tried to ignore it, but it persisted, darting away and then coming back to hover. When I finally turned to look at the bug, I remember gasping out loud. It was a tiny little being hovering right near me. He had short, dark hair, and his clothes were like leaves. They were the they were that green color. His wings were flapping incredibly flat, fast like a hummingbird's. As I stood there with my mouth open in shock, he put his hands up to his ears, closed his eyes, and blew a raspberry at me, and then darted off. I thought it was, I thought I was seeing things completely sober when this happened. I turned to look at my host and she saw my face and asked, did you see one of our fairies? Oh, I got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you see one of our fairies? We'll be able to see the lights tonight. Which I'm just like, what lights? Because of our lights. Okay. Sure Mm -hmm. enough, as we sat on the porch that evening, the the fair lawn had these lights that would show up in the grass, rise into the air, and then come back down to the grass. Not fireflies. These were unlike anything I'd seen. My boyfriend and me camped in a tent outside, and when I woke up early the next morning, I took a barefoot walk around, looking at all the flowers and wading through the, cr- the creek. In my wanderings, I found a perfectly formed fairy circle in the grass. I've seen a lot of weird stuff in my life, but that was the most magical experience I've ever had. I'm convinced that the couple put so much respect and love into their land that it invited the kind and magical presence. And I believe that fairies are interdimensional, which is why we rarely see them slash never find their remains, etc. Ugh, that and here I'll like I'll send you the picture, Eric, but I would love to have a fairy experience like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it was because they cared so much of about the land and respected the land that, yeah, you're just able to see some magical things, I guess. Yeah. Let me... yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, and I will say there is a third one. This is a very, very last one. Um, I'm sending you the par- picture, Eric, of of the place that they had stayed at. Let me know when you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I, I, I kept scrolling through and I found this one. Oh, wow. Isn't it pretty? Yeah, that definitely looks like it has fairy activity. Yeah. 
it. So this was another um, little super quick experience. And this one was by Bernard69. Um, and it says they're, they were responding to this last story that I just said and said, that's amazing. I had an experience like that, but it was in the river and they lit up like giant fireflies. Two of them, one coming for each of us. As they got closer, I was in awe of how large they were. And then my memory fades. We were skinny dipping. And the next thing we knew, we woke up hours later in our camper, still naked. My ex always believed in the Fae, but I would later write it off as a UFO slash abduction scenario with a quote unquote screen memory, mainly because of missing time and amnesia. There sure is a lot of mystery and wonder out in our world. That's what I'm saying, aliens. But I, yeah, that that last little one was like it's true. Sometimes they'll like put a different memory so that you see it as like, oh, it wasn't really that weird. But I mean, imagine fairies, huh? They they screen oh, memory you with fairies, fairies and you're like <laughs> okay, because that's better. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. Like, what what do you think of? I I never really like thought about looking at fairy encounters like what other people have experienced so that was it was kind of fun to 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 read them or to find them and then also that last one with the ufo i'm like see aliens mm-hmm. which is kind of validated yeah. my <laughs> me saying aliens this whole time but you mean saying aliens every time okay it's yeah but because it could be <laughs> yeah i i don't know i never <clears throat> really thought about it either um, just because, I don't know. I don't know why. It just never really occurred to me. And and again, like I know we've ha- we had that experience, and we we still. I mean, we don't know what it is, but I know we've talked about it, uh, the possibility of it being fairies. Yeah. And never, but never really like considered other people having experiences with fairies or anything like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am a little bummed out because the whole point of doing this was so that (laughs) we could try and find answers to what we saw and like, it's still not helpful. (laughs) Not super clear. Um, Yeah. And I can't like even trying to Google like comet, like lights in the sky dancing around, but like, it's all just comets and like asteroids and stuff. And it's like, no, that wasn't it. That's what it looked like, but that wasn't it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Still, still gotta keep searching for what that was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely feel like I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily know about fairies. Like some of it is like basics, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, but a lot of other stuff I didn't realize about the fairies yeah and i'm I'm looking outside and i'm just seeing a shit ton of little birds flying around i'm like oh my god the they're eating the fairies no the fairies they're all they're coming for me <laughs> um but yeah it was it was interesting um that was a fun fun deep dive not one that i had a uh, ever really thought of doing but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it was paranormal enough for you guys yeah, it was very stressful to do. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to be in the same situation next month. So you did great, though. This is a great report. <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Wikipedia. 
Thank you, uh, Types of Fae. If you guys would like to contact us, go check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social medias. Uh, So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click any uh, click the any link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us and leave a review as well. Leave a review as well, and we'll read it on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, hoodies, caps that were all designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you.